Time once again for our JDSA Law Talk with the good folks over at JDSA Law. We're going to talk with Mike Vanier here with JDSA. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Clint. So now when we hear the legal term pro se, um, I don't know what, goes to, what comes to mind for myself. I've, I know per se. I don't know pro se. Um, I, I, I've read that it means for yourself or in practi- practical terms, representing yourself in legal proceedings. So help me make sense of this. Um, how many people do actually go pro se, that is to represent themselves in court? Well, the statistics that I've heard just from our local court registry staff is that 70% of the divorce cases are handled pro se. 70%? Right. No way. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess it's becoming increasingly common then, but I have to imagine there are a lot of reasons why it probably shouldn't. Uh, educate me here. Well, just for, for one reason, I get people coming into my office after they've divorced and they've handled it pro se, and uh, they're having problems because the documents weren't properly laid out, and they didn't think about future problems. Uh, in terms of what was in their paperwork. So when they come to see me, there are all sorts of problems that need to be unraveled and solved. And sometimes it ends up costing them more money than it would have if they'd come in and seen an attorney initially. It's kind of tough to walk yourself through the process when you're not clear on what the process is to begin with, right? Right. And I think it's appealing to people to, to try and do it themselves because in family law, um, court procedures are very much form-driven. But you have to know what those forms mean and what to use them for. And I'll give you an example. Recently, someone came in to see me, and uh, they wanted to relocate. And the problem in that case was that they went to the court registry and talked to the family court facilitator, and the family court facilitator gave them the wrong packet of forms. They gave the forms for a modification of parenting plan. So this person spends a couple of days um, putting those forms together and then realizes that they're not the right forms and has to go back and get the right forms. And by then, she's giving notice late on her relocation, which created problems which we overcame. But still, I mean, it shows that there are pitfalls um, in, in terms of representing yourself. Where if you were the one getting that form, you'd know within two seconds, oh, wait, no, 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 I need this form. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know exactly what to do for any given situation. That's because I have training and I've had years of experience doing this kind of work. Now, I can almost hear one of the people listening to this conversation saying something along the lines of, yeah, 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 but you don't understand how bad my spouse is. Just get me in there. This will be a slam dunk, open and shut. Well, that's even a better reason for having someone represent you because what you're talking about in the situation you've described is a high conflict divorce. And when you're in a high conflict situation, it's hard to be rational or think rationally about what needs to be done. And The other concern I have in that situation is that oftentimes you're in a marriage where one spouse is very controlling. And when you're trying to negotiate with a person like that, you're thinking, well, I'm just going to do whatever I can to get out of this. And you end up sacrificing your financial future and potentially um, your, your children as well with a parenting plan or a residential schedule that isn't good for them. All right. Now, I, I hate to even think of an exception that might disprove the rule, and this might be there, but I mean, is there ever a good time for or a reasonable time for someone to go pro se to represent themselves in a, in a matter like this? Absolutely. If you don't have kids involved, 
Um, if it's a marriage of short duration and you haven't accumulated many assets uh, and spousal support isn't a consideration, then that's a pretty simple one. All you're talking about then is just dividing up a few assets and you start from the notion that it's going to be a 50-50 split. But, you know, the other extreme of that is that you've been in a long-term marriage, 25 years or more. Sure. And in that situation, there are all sorts of factors that the court looks at in deciding what's fair and equitable. If you've got one spouse that earns a lot more money than the other spouse, then 50-50 isn't a fair division of assets and debts. What you're looking at is uh, a situation where the spouse that has um, less earning capacity getting a greater share of the assets. All right, so let's wrap this up here. In summary, what are some of the benefits to hiring an attorney instead of representing yourself? Well, for one thing, you have peace of mind. You know that you've hired somebody that is going to take care of you, and you don't have to worry about whether you're missing uh, some form. Um, you know, it, it, while family law is form-driven, you have to know, like I said, what forms to use. But it's not just the forms. You have to have supporting declarations when you're asking the court to do certain things. And when you represent yourself, you don't know what the court is looking for. The other thing is the lawyers have experience in front of the local judges, and, and they know what their inclinations are in situations. So I, I guess the big thing is that if you hire a lawyer, you're going to be spending some money, but... Um, you're going to be getting peace of mind for that. Um, and then for the folks that say, yeah, but I'm going to spend so much money with a lawyer, I guess the other point is, especially in these long-term marriages, you will probably save more than you spend. Right. You can't afford to not have an attorney in those situations, I think. Understandable. Talking with Mike Vanier with JDSA Law. Any parking thoughts as we're talking about this? Yes. Uh, I think you need to make sure that you feel comfortable with your attorney. Your attorney should be somebody that you... Uh, can speak freely with, and make sure that you sit down with that attorney for an hour and um, ask questions, uh, come armed with questions to that initial meeting, and and just make sure there's a, a comfort level there. Mike Vanier, thanks so much again. If folks want to get in, in touch with you or your colleagues over at JDSA Law, what's the best way to do so? Well, they can go online and just Google JDSA Law, and the contact information is there. Um, you can call me at 662-3685 or send me an email at mikev at jdsalaw.com and that contact information is on our website. Again, that's JDSA Law Talk with the folks over at JDSA Law. Mike, thanks so much. Thank you, Clint.